All right, welcome in to the best darn 12 minutes of real estate podcast in America. I'm David Hall along with Patrick Ali. Patrick, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, and we are your hosts and uh, bringing in with a little Tom Petty this morning. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's mellow, it's soothing, it's pretty good and then it's always the abrupt part where i just kill the music like, you know yeah. it was like the intro Great. and then i just kill the music and we are with this week uh, a couple special guests uh uh brendan and uh andrew from ap real estate and uh property flipping which you know has gained a lot of notoriety on cable television and other topic. play it's a hot topic yeah and welcome guys thanks for being on the podcast this morning yeah thanks for having us yeah thank you so much i like the song choice because that's pretty much how we've done everything we're just learning to fly and we have no <laughs> idea what we're doing <laughs> yeah. and we're just doing our best tell us tell us about how you get started i mean it's it's always interesting sort of the entrepreneurial spirit of starting something out new mm -hmm. Uh, I just learned that you uh, went to college in Arkansas randomly, mm -hmm. a golfer from Milford. Yeah, beautiful place. Yep. And then, uh, so tell me, how'd you guys get into this? Like, what, what's the germination, the beginning of the whole thing? So it all kind of started, Andrew and I grew up together, and we knew that we get along very well. We wanted to do something together because I think when you're getting into something, it is a little bit easier when you have someone along your side to yeah, push team. you and help yeah. you along yeah. the way. And we complement each other's weaknesses very well. Um I was in real estate in Chicago. I was a real estate agent, and that's kind of how I was introduced to the industry. I really liked it, and um, I told Andrew, I remember calling him one day, and I was like, I think we should get into this. I think we should get into this. You know, Obviously, you see the influence of all the shows. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think it's something we can do, and I was like, we just have to make sure we can find a way to be different than everyone else because there's a million people out there flipping houses, and what makes us different? Right. So that's how we decided, like, let's, let's have a two-front kind of thing where we're going to do media, real estate do you know document the whole process from start to finish so everyone kind of has an idea without the glorified you know oh i just picked out these tiles and four hours later they're installed <laughs> and that's kind of how we got into it it's not exactly how it works in no, real life no, right no, it's kind of funny i was i was very disappointed i thought it was gonna be a lot easier <laughs> <laughs> so so you guys get started and you just kind of have an idea hey we're going to team up we're going to do this mm -hmm. and how do you start like what's the first what's the first job you guys got how did how did how did it all begin so you need money, obviously. Yeah. Um, I was working two jobs at the time when, when we came up with the idea and basically just saving up for our first house because that's that's how we wanted to approach it. So worked two jobs for a couple years, saved up enough money, and then we kind of just went in head first without really a whole lot of prior experience or knowledge. We had we'd been educating ourselves in the background, kind of reading up on it, but it was really just learn on the fly, like you said. Yeah, it was – we wanted to make sure while we didn't have a house and we were kind of putting the idea together that we just studied as much as we could read books kind of figured out the best way to approach it but we also said like hey the only way we're going to be able to do this is if we just jump in and kind of learn learn along the way it's like we'll bring back golf yeah. you can hit range balls all day but until you're on the course yeah. it's a completely different thing so we just said let's let's practice as much as we can and then get into it and learn as we go yeah so so question where, yeah. where does it start then so i mean you have obviously you, you find that first property mm -hmm. or that budget that you're trying to stay within mm -hmm. when you're when you're brand new for anybody trying to start this this type of business or start for themselves where does it start with did you start with a budget did you start with a location yeah so we had an idea of what our, our price range would be what we could afford in terms of a renovation yeah. um, we had a, a good contact in terms of a realtor yeah and we kind of relied on them to pick out a neighborhood that they thought would be advantageous for us as our yeah. first first project. So, so walk us through the first project. Where was it? What was it? Tell us. Let's hear about it. Yeah. So the first one was in Garden City. Okay. Um, 
And what happened was our real estate agent knew about a deal that wasn't going on the market yet, and he said, this is an opportunity for you guys. I know so the a pocket person, listing? Pocket okay. listing, okay, yeah, got it, it was yep. a pocket listing, and he said, it's an opportunity for you. Here's the price. They already have some sort of offer, but if you guys want to come in and make a bid, you can do it. We got the house, and then it was just like, oh, my God, now what do we do? <laughs> right. We have to figure this out. And, what, uh, what was appealing about the property for you guys? Price. It well, was cheap. That, that end, I, yeah. I don't think it was such a huge overhaul in the sense that it was mostly yeah. cosmetic work. It was stuff that we felt comfortable with doing ourselves. Gotcha. So it wasn't a, a huge first step into the, the real estate. So investment. you guys are handy yourselves? You're pretty handy? We fake our way through it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we found out we were handy. We okay. didn't really know much going into it. So what would you buy that property for? Uh, first one we got at uh, 70000 Okay. Yep, and then when it was all said and done, we put roughly like twelve to 13000 into it came out around 114 was what it sold for gotcha so, okay. okay made a nice profit i think we were yeah. what 11 percent. i just go with oh yeah we made 11 percent. <laughs> i'm the numbers guy yeah so yeah first project went well and then um, we're in the process of kind of finishing up our second one right now that's in hazel park that one's a completely different um, overhaul in yeah. terms of what and, we had to do and to finishing it. is a loose term we're like middle of the way through it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our heads are going crazy what are what are your turnaround times you know what i mean for things like that i mean so we're trying to get to the point where our lead time is basically two months from start to finish right. of the project. I mean, if we can do that, we can start cranking these out faster, start scaling the business. But for the time being, since we are self-funded right now, it's kind of difficult to to get to that level mm-hmm. and turn around a project that quickly. Yeah, I mean, the first one, we went with expectations of, like, we'll have this done in two months. And I think yeah. start to finish, it took us, like, five months to do yep. because we did everything ourselves, and we learned along the way and, and – quite frankly, bit off more than we could chew. Mm-hmm. So we learned, and it took longer, but we still made money. And I even said at one point to him, I was just like, listen, if we break even on this project, we still win because we learned so much about houses. We learned so much about the industry and buying and selling and when the best time to list is that it was really a win for us. And then we got money, so we were pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, kn- you know what's interesting about property flipping is that it's, it, uh, it's gotten a lot of, for whatever reason, it's a kind of a newsworthy topic. And People like to watch it on mm-hmm. TV, and um, it's it's kind of an interesting phenomenon from the standpoint that I think people think it's easy, and it's not. You yeah. know, and you guys know that better mm-hmm. than anybody. Um, and I don't know why that is. It's just it's one of those things where in life where you know, like some things that we kind of imagine that, oh man, that that'd be you know tough work. But for whatever reason, people think that flipping properties is easy. <laughs> yeah. But that's just not how it is. I mean, you got to buy it right. Then you got to put the money into the right spots mm-hmm. so you can sell and make a little bit of money. I mean, right. none of that is easy, and that all takes a lot of hard work. But it's sort of been glamorized in a way where I think there's a there are a lot of people out there trying it and uh, unsuccessfully. But that doesn't get reported. The only thing that gets reported are yeah. cable TV shows where everything's going great. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's funny because I t- we talk to a lot of people and they go, "Oh my gosh, I would love to flip houses." Right. What I've always wanted to do. And right. It's just like the first thing I said, "Well, why haven't you done it?" Yeah. And the second thing is like, "Well, why do you think it's so great?" Yeah. You know, do you think it's like I said, picking out just tile and everything works together and we have a $90,000 budget, we're going to sell for, you know, 200 profit. It's like it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> it's, right. it's funny how it gets misconstrued in the media. Yeah, and I have, I have a ton of respect for anyone that decides to do it, whether they're mm-hmm. on TV or just doing it in their free time. But I would say it's, I guess, a little bit of advice is just do the homework ahead of time. Kind of prepare yourself yeah. for it because there is a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you don't see on TV, you may not be aware of, that really goes into the entire project. So, so, so do you guys plan on doing multiple properties at a time? Like, what what's the future in terms of, you know, AP Real Estate's, uh, you know, future vision of, what you guys want to do and how it looks. 
I mean, AP Real Estate on HGTV is probably the best <laughs> okay. experience. Uh, yeah. No, we would definitely want to do uh, multiple projects at the same time. That's kind of our next step. Actually, you know what? Our next step is cash. Yeah, so short-term flipping. That's how we're going to generate capital. That's how we're going to grow the business and get to the point where we can buy properties cash because mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier for us. And Once, why is that? Explain that to the listeners. I think it's important. So when, when you can buy cash rather than relying on a mortgage or financing a property, you significantly reduce the time to close on the place and you can come in with a more advantageous offer to the seller. You can say, hey, I have a full cash offer. I can close right away. You don't have to worry about financing. And I think as a seller, that's kind of a, a benefit to, for them. And do you guys even do you guys care about appraisals or inspections when you buy a property? Do you do you, do you need them or not really? Well, absolutely, I mean, appraisals. I yeah. mean, appraisals. If doesn't if the house doesn't appraise for what your price is, then you're gonna have to cover the difference. Mm-hmm. So you want an appraisal to come in at least at or below your yeah. your price. And then inspection is basically just tell us some if something we were not aware of comes up. Usually, yeah. you, you know that the house is in a, not the greatest conditions. Yeah. So you have an idea that we have to do this work, but all of a sudden, if someone comes in and say, you might want to look at the foundation. Or, you know, if we weren't thinking of budgeting for a furnace or hot water tank, which aren't killers of the deal, but yeah. now you're starting to add two to three thousand um, dollars. It's basically just to clarify what we already know, mm-hmm. and you know, if there's any secrets hidden, we need to find them. So both are important. Yeah, I, I guess the only reason I asked about the appraisals, I think people assume that as flippers, you guys are buying all these properties under appraised value, but that may or may not be the case depending on the property, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. Especially nope. now with the way the market is, it's just crazy. It's so hard well, to let's touch on that, and we've got only a minute to go, unfortunately, but tell us about how does the market impact what you guys are doing? Because it's not exactly, you know, there's all these pickings out there in no. terms of homes for sale. It's tough to find, right? It's yeah. real difficult to find deals. I mean, just on this one in Hazel Park, it was there was four offers, mm-hmm. and our, our place, we were happy enough to be able to get the winning bid but yeah i mean inventory as soon as something goes on you have to move on it right away because there's five other people six other people that want to get in that place so it's great if you're selling your place because you're getting multiple offers you get to pick and choose but when you're looking to find flips specifically it is very difficult honestly the best way to do it is pocket listings like we spoke about right and that that, that's for you guys networking with agents so so one thing that i think is important too because what we see on the mortgage side and kind of ties into what you do is everything really comes down to that appraisal so mm-hmm. when you when you go in and you you put an offer in on a house you get an appraisal done and then you start to do the flip i think the common misconception is is hey you know i, I put in new carpets so now I, I spent two grand a carpet now my house is worth two grand more yeah what is yeah. something that you can kind of give to the listeners that really touch on what you do in the house versus what that appraisal or what that value becomes you want to touch that one I mean, there, there are certain items that are definitely going to increase the value. Of yeah. Home. There are other items that aren't going to do it. Yeah. You may you may think it'll help out, like no. yard work, landscaping. That It makes the house look nice. It'll help it sell, but it's not going to significantly drive up the price. No. So yeah, you got to pick and choose. You can't paint the place and say, oh, yeah. You're okay. This is just <laughs> going out music. we got 40 seconds. You're 40 okay. Seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. you got to know what to put in the place, and don't go over the top. Right. You, know, you don't do chandeliers and the most expensive tiles and the most expensive yeah. carpet. Do something that is going to be genu- or generally appealing yeah. to the most amount of people. Get it on the market and um, and see what happens. How do folks get a hold of you guys uh, if they potentially want to buy, sell, want to get involved with what you guys are doing? What's the best way to get a hold of you guys? So we, we're all over social media. Okay. Uh, our website is www.aprealestateinvesting.com. 
You can also check us out on Instagram, AP Real Estate. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, so any any social media platform. Yeah, and I'm going to plug our podcast, Keeping It Real Estate. Go check us out. Keeping yeah. It Real Estate. It real I like estate. it. Andrew and Brendan, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning thank on uh, the Best Darn 12-Minute Podcast in Real Estate. Thank Not you to much. be confused with Keeping It Real Estate. No, that's no, the no. Best Darn 35 minutes. 35 minutes? Yeah, See, yeah, we can't exactly. go that long. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, thank, thank you. you.